What's going on, Sacramento? Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am actually joined by two people. First, let me introduce, though, our special guest tonight. It's his first time ever on the podcast. He's actually also a podcaster in the Sacramento community, and feel free to plug in your podcast, of course. Aaron, welcome to State of the Republic. Thank you for having me. Um, I am Aaron. Uh, if I'm the host of a show called Before You Log Off um, right here in Sacramento. Uh, if you listen to it, you probably know me as Sir Aaron Carter because <laughs> there's another Aaron Carter out there that, you know, I don't want to get confused with. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks for showing up. You were in one of my uh, live streams when I was playing a game and um saw that I was wearing the, the Sac Republic jersey. And if anybody ever calls out the Sac Republic while I'm doing anything in the world, of course, I got to stop and talk to them like, <laughs> hands down. So, yeah, thanks for having me, though. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks for being on. And, you know, I it's awesome, right? You're, you're one of those fans that has been with the team since day one. And mm-hmm. it, it's really amazing, right? Off air, we we talked about so many different stories and, and whatnot. So eventually, I think we're going to do a memories podcast that that's in line i know sharon is on board with that so we're gonna do that maybe on the off season when we have more uh things to talk about from the past so cool well next let's go over to you sharon how's it going hey good evening and you know what it's so good to meet you aaron um welcome aboard this is such a treat to have a, a another guest on our podcast and also somebody who is a podcaster so sweet welcome aboard and um, <laughs> i'm doing good uh you know doing a community event a little bit earlier and then game last night kind of left us all wanting more and i can't wait to dig into our podcast tonight louise how are you doing I am doing good. Um, and yeah, unfortunate game yesterday, but we're going to have more games against Oakland, fortunately. And, you know, I, I think when you look at it in one way, it actually did live up to a potential rivalry in the future. And, and I'm really excited to see the, the next game, which will be away in Oakland. And we're actually going to be there uh, June 19th. Uh, so we're going to be doing... Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah, should be good. And we're going to do a live show for those of you who can't make it out there. But you can actually go to the game, though, because, uh, you know, the state is going to be open by then. So you might not have much of an issue finding a ticket if you look at it. And and they do have a four uh, game ticket uh, plan, too, that you can actually get. And and Sharon's actually bought that. And so if if you want to check that out, it's actually pretty good. I think it comes out to like twenty dollars per ticket right i think it was like 80 dollars. so great i mean that's a great deal and and i think you also get a beverage right or a beer or something so yeah i bought the package where it comes with a, a ticket and a beer and it was four tickets for whatever the price was four four tickets for 80 something or whatever it was really reasonable and a beer so yeah we're going um we're going i need a plus one for that match uh my plus one is no longer a, a plus one it was chrissy gets and she has other plans that weekend so I don't mind if anybody is looking to either ride the train or carpool down with me. I would love a plus one. So if anybody listening to this podcast is interested, let me know. Aaron? (laughs) I wish I could make it out of town. Like my ideal would be to go to every single game, but 
unfortunately I just can't yeah, <laughs> especially run into things that I'm running with, uh, you know, kind of my stuff too. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's heartbreaking. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Well, well, yeah. If anyone wants to go there, there you go. Jo- join us there. Um, uh, at that game because it's it's going to be good and it's going to be their season opener too so you know it's going to be a whole different atmosphere there because it's their first ever usl home. game at home yeah so yeah. Mm. home opener exciting cool and sac republic just as a side note this is the third home opener that we played the opponent on mm. uh we were home opener for orange county la2 um and now we're going to be the home opener for Oakland route. So it's kind of, I was joking with Emma Clementa last night, or maybe it was Chris Malinab. It's like, who do you want as your home opener? Anybody out there in USL land? Oh, let's pick Sacramento. So we're kind of doing the duty of being people's, we're hoping to be their spoilers. Um, we'll see. Hopefully we can be their spoil. We can be a spoiler when we go there. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. Well, um, as a usual note here, just to take care of this, <laughs> if you're not following us on our social media accounts, please uh, give us a follow at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also search for us on YouTube, State of the Republic podcast to check out all of our amazing interviews that we've done there. And to also look at Jeopardy number one, Jeopardy number two, I should say Republic Jeopardy, and then Republic Jeopardy number three when that gets scheduled. It'll be on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So go check that out. Follow those so you can find out when that date will be. I keep saying this, but I promise that date is actually going to be announced here shortly. Uh, we're just uh, making sure that the date works for all of our guests there, which just a quick reminder. We have Jane. All of you all probably know her, right? Super fan of the Republic. Uh, big time listener of State of the Republic podcast as well. And we have uh, Hayden Partain former Republic player and a current champion of uh, Republic Jeopardy, Elliot Ford as well. So really interesting one. And, and we just need to figure out a time because of course, uh, all three people are pretty busy. And so we'll have a time soon uh, enough too. And it might be like two, three, four weeks um, ahead of now. Cool. Also, um, Quick reminder, if uh, you haven't gotten stickers yet, remember we have uh, stickers of the podcast. That's the podcast logo, decent sized stickers. And if you want some, uh, Sharon and I will be at the game this Saturday against the OC. So go look for us, uh, send us a message on social. We can coordinate, let you know where we're at and uh, give you some stickers all free because we are just giving them to you at the stadium. So don't worry about having a, pay for those. Um, we got you with some stickers there. Uh, also check us out on social media because we're going to have a pregame live show this Saturday as well. So go check that out. And again, one more reason to follow us on the socials there. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started then with the game. Uh, but before we get started to when <laughs> the referee uh, started off the game, I wanted to actually ask you, Sharon, and you actually sent us a message while um, I believe before the game, there was a bushfire near that stadium, and it looked like it was close, at least from the perspective of that picture you took. How how was that like? Like, was it going on before the game? How long before the game? Tell us more about what was going on. Okay, so the brush fire. It was interesting because it literally just popped up like right before the game, and we're just sitting in the stands, and all of a sudden you see smoke coming off you know, from behind the levee, it was a ways away. So there really was, it never felt 
dangerous. It wasn't anything like the first year when the, they had to postpone the 4th of July, you know, that whole thing that we had going, or was that the second year? I forget, um, you know, where the game game was uh, postponed for two days or a day because they had that horrible fire that came right up to the Republic Stadium and it burned, you know, right up to the edge. Literally, it was right there. So that mm. game, this one was nowhere, nowhere anywhere near, near, as close to that, but it was eerie because the smoke was traveling not over us necessarily. Although some people claim they felt the ash fall. Um, it was kind of drifting just a, a little bit to the n- North. I mean, it stayed behind to the East of the stadium, the smoke drift. And so we had this gorgeous sunset going on. And then all of a sudden the smoke just blew across and you couldn't see, you know, all the beauty of the clouds. And then, what would the weirdest, the eeriest part of it was as dark fell, I thought that they had put the fire out. And at one point I got distracted. I stopped watching the game and I looked and I saw the orange glow. And there was mm. somebody who caught a really good photo of that. It's um, uh, uh, Dave, his handle on Facebook is Dave FC manager, um, FC Ireland manager. So it's Dave FCI manager um, on Facebook. And he caught really awesome photos. And I'm sure the Republic posted them too. And I'm sure the news channels took it, but it, that was the eeriest part to see the big orange glow from the fire as it was just kind of dwindling down. Um, now the property, I believe was the Cal it's part of Cal Expo property. So the folks who responded would have been state police or CHP, as well as um, Cal Expo police, as well as Cal Expo's own fire department. So that was, uh, that was interesting because I was texting a couple of the people that work for the Republic and, you know, I was given information that Cal Expo had it under control and not to worry. It's like, okay, cool. And uh, that was nice that they responded that way. But it wasn't as bad as it looked. I mean, it no. looked like it was like right there, but it was a little ways away. Long answer to a short question. Sorry about <laughs> that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all oh, oh, good. I, I know watching it on TV that there was a moment where I saw that glow towards the end. And, and I was a little concerned seeing that. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I, I hope all is good. And I know during halftime, uh, for all of those of us who were watching it on TV, uh, there was an issue going on with uh, the transmission, and <laughs> I I was like, "What's going on?" I know I texted you, Sharon, like, "Hey, is everything okay?" Or, but it was totally unrelated to that. Uh, uh, they they kind of joked around that uh, Adam had actually unplugged the cable, and and there, there was a running joke on that <laughs> on TV there. But um, but yeah, I was a little scared there. I was like, "Ooh, what what happened?" I've never seen. <laughs> Like uh, no halftime show, no anything, and just a sign saying sorry. Like your broadcast is having technical issues. <laughs> um, so that that didn't happen on because I watched it on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So when they came back and they were like sorry for the technical issues and made the whole unplugging <laughs> joke, I was like nothing happened. What are you? They were talking about like because <laughs> it ran smooth on ESPN Plus. Like mm-hmm. there there was nothing. Okay, so it was just the My 58 feed, the Channel 58, the local. Okay, The local stuff, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so not good to know. Cool. So let's go ahead then and move on to the game. And since there was a goal fest of a game, I thought, let's look at the goals that were scored in this game. That's our form of analyzing this game because there were other opportunities that were missed and whatnot. But we'll go ahead and focus on these six goals here and, and our thoughts on them. First on the 20 and then um, first on the 19th minute, uh, Derek Formella 
giving us an amazing free kick shot. I mean, he couldn't have done it any better. And and I, I think right before he was about to kick it, I knew we were going to see a good shot. And that's exactly what we ended up seeing. And, you know, I, I thought it was kind of uh, funny, right? You see Derek actually <laughs> pointing to one of the Roots players, wanting him to get out of the box. And it would be kind of interesting to ask him, but I almost feel like it was maybe part of the strategy. I don't know what you guys think about it. It almost seemed like he was trying to distract them. And then they just planned it out, right? So where it's like, all right, let's do this quick play right away. Let's have them over here distracted. And let's just go ahead and just shoot it, right? And just like lift it above and a perfect shot, right? It goes right above the barrier. Uh, granted, one of the Roots players, I think, could have jumped and he just decided to just like go run straight at Derek. But hey, it's a goal for us. What, what were you guys' thoughts on it? Let, let's go to you first, Aaron. What, what did you think? I thought it was a really good goal. I, I like the whole two touch uh, before Formella got to it. Um, and I, I, he a beautiful bend to the, to the left of the goalie. Like he full stretch dive makes it look even that more impressive. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was one of the prettiest goals I've seen, of course, this season with Sacramento. And, you know, it just gives me more confidence in our set piece capabilities. So I mean, even though it was right outside the box, you know, very close, I still was like, yeah, this is this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. You know, so it happened so fast for us in the stands and we didn't have, you know, the ability like to hear all the commentary from from everybody. But it literally everything kind of it just happened so fast that if you turned away, you missed it because look how quickly everything, you know, they set and they they shot. It literally was so fast. It's like. Oh my God, I ate a popcorn and now they got a goal. Um, <laughs> so, um, but at the, the end, the end thing is that was a nice little boost of confidence that we carried. You could tell that it changed our confidence, you know, uh, pretty quickly because there was a lot of good battling back and forth and the, the players were testing each other up until that point. And it was nice to see uh, Chris Gloucester, uh, he's a good player. I will tell you this, uh, that, that man, he knows what he's doing. Um, I think we're, we keep, well, anyhow, we'll, we'll get to that, those parts, but it was, it was a nice goal. Good boost of confidence. Can't nothing to complain about. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm with Aaron on that one too. It's always good when you could see your team doing good with the set pieces, because we all know there's games like, for example, against Phoenix rising, right? Where, those set pieces are what end up being critical to the match to mm -hmm. being able to get something out of it, right? Because it's it's so hard fought that it, yeah. it ends up being that a set piece is, is what can define a game. So good to see that. And I mean, good to see Derek scoring free kick goals. I think it's the first free kick goal I've ever seen him score. That, yeah, that I was about I to say, is he known for it? <laughs> like, is he really known for the, the free kick? So. I, I didn't know he had that in him, but it's it's good for us to find out <laughs> early on, right? <laughs> and for yeah. him to get that confidence too. So um really good stuff. So unfortunately, you know, our, our joy didn't last too long, right? <laughs> but only lasted yeah. about seven minutes because uh Roots actually tied it up on 26th, uh, Jesus Enriquez. And uh if we watched uh, the play and and I, I I hate to say this because on the last podcast and, and Sharon, I know remembers this. I, I was asking for Hayden Sargis to be given more of a chance, right? Because <laughs> we hadn't seen him this season. And 
unfortunately he had some to do with the three goals and I think we could have won this game. I think we made it more difficult, but his mistakes cost us to, well, at least not lose the game, right? But, you know, I think it's one of those things where he hadn't played a full game. Maybe he should have just been given a chance coming in as a sub because you could tell that he hasn't played 90 minutes in a while, right, since last season. And so I think just putting him the 90 minutes I, I don't know that that got to him. And, you know, there's some players that you could put him in the 90 minutes, even if they haven't played and, you know, they'll, they'll pick up. But then there's others that you have to kind of slowly transition them into that starting role, give them those uh, substitution opportunities and, and then they'll do good. But I, I, I think we just uh, saw, saw that there and especially in this first play because he doesn't come out of the box. He just looks, <laughs> he just looks at the player that has the ball. He leaves the wing entirely open. And we know as a defender, you can't do that because, you know, you're just giving them that lead advantage. And then on top of that, Tomas Gomez, who had been really reliable for us this season, makes, uh, I, I know, Sharon, we were calling it like a rookie mistake. And it seemed like he was going to have it. And I thought, well, he has it, right? It's that typical play where goalkeeper goes for it you know, has enough strength and he just like takes it away from the uh, forward or even it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It just didn't (laughs) happen. Thomas made a rookie mistake. There was just too many little rookie mistakes. You, you, if you're going to go out like that with, for the ball, you better come up with a ball or you better take the player down and suffer the consequence and neither happened. So that, you know, between the Hayden just jogging back and being very cavalier about the whole situation and, you know, people losing their marks. We saw a lot of that in the whole game of, um, and I I don't know if we're zoning or for man marking, but um, yeah, this was, this was definitely, you could chalk it up to a couple of things. We were not happy with Tomas Gomez. We, I even said in the crowd, if Rafa was in, Rafa would have come up with the ball, but I didn't, I don't mean that in a mean spirited way. It's just, we've seen Rafa come up with it. And we've kind of, haven't we we've been rewarding Gomez right because he he came off a really good game earlier in the season and because he wasn't always the starter right Right. yeah so it it maybe he's just kind of showing now why he kind of you know wasn't the first go-to guy but you know you make some mistakes like this uh you know you just got to kind of brush it off you can see instantly after he saw that he didn't go out confidently and just snag the ball that he regrets, you know, making that decision to come out of the box like that. So, hey, you make a few mistakes. It's just how are you going to recover the next time? But uh, we'll see later. You know, this was a slug fest. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. So it's funny because the quote from Ted Lasso about everybody needs to be a duck when things like this mm. happen. You know, it's like ducks don't have a memory. <laughs> it's like everybody needs to be a duck. I don't know if you guys watched any of the Ted Lasso, but they were hilarious. You know, a guy who doesn't know anything about soccer is trying to teach <laughs> players how to be a good team. Anyhow, so he tells people that they should be like a duck or I forget what animal, but it was like that. It's like, just mm. don't remember it. Just forget about it and go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I mean, you, you have to put your mistakes in the past because if you don't, you're not going to be concentrated, right? You're just going to be thinking, oh, I hope I don't screw up again. I hope I don't screw up. And what ends up happening? You end up screwing up yeah. <laughs> because that, that, that's just 
that's just how it works. And I just got to plug it in, but Azul were champions. And we always had that mentality <laughs> of us not being able to get that championship. And they finally broke off that mentality. And now it's now we got to actually make it there. So, you know, an example of that, you know, is, is there. Yeah, so exactly. That was the tying goal. You know, we, we were like, of course, let's hope that it, we just brush it off. But unfortunately, mistakes came again. And again, yeah. like I said, Sarges, another another mistake. And, and again, I, I said, it makes me sad to have to say all this because last season he showed us what he's capable of. And I, I think the same exact thing we're talking about right now, right? He probably didn't brush up those things and he made a mistake the first time and he made the mistake again. And, and I feel like, from what I kind of read and in, in how he was playing in this game, it seemed like he was scared of like committing a penalty from what it seemed like, right? He was trying not to mark too close and, and maybe just scared of that, especially after you just got tied and you, you made a mistake, you feel like you might make another mistake that might end up in a PK. And what ends up happening is you end up getting a goal. Like uh, the root scored here in the 40th minute where you're supposed to be close to the man, right? You're supposed to be marking him close. Don't let him get past you because if you do, he's going to have uh, maybe not not so like easy angle to score a goal, but you never know, right? The amazing happened. And what are you guys' thoughts? What I saw yeah. was first defender, second defender. The second defender didn't come and help close down. Uh, that was the slow, slow to go. So typically in a situation when they start to get in the box, the second defender needed to come out and it would have been... Um, it either had to have been Andrew or it had to have been one of the midfielders um, or Andrew. He wasn't in at the time. Sorry. Um, it would have been who was back there besides Mitch and Dan. Would it have been Luis Dan? Felipe. It would have been Dan. It would have been Dan. Dan should have. Who, who was in no man's land? I, th- I think know, not Felipe could have actually come out more. Yeah. Because uh, Luis Felipe was there. So typically it's a first defender, second defender thing, and we didn't get the second defender going. Mm. And nobody's doing swivel head. Matt Mahoney, Miss Matt Mahoney, like nobody's business. Um, I will say that every single time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was he was Mr. Swivelhead last season. And we don't have anybody like that right now. You know, there too many people are just watching the ball and not turning around and seeing the players that are coming in, you know, so that we can we can deal with any over overload. Um, in the box and they definitely had an overload in the box and nobody um, actually you see Derek doing a little swivel head Derek had tracked back all the way and he kind of did a little swivel head but the first defender second defender I can't give it all you know the horrible situation to Hayden because there was no second defender and it needed it right then and there and we just didn't do it yeah especially looking at the play again right I mean you see five players just right there and and I mean, he could, I mean, the player could have passed it on to someone else, right? He had so many open uh, possibilities to not even shoot, right? He could have just like, crossed it or just passed it to another player who could have also shot from outside the box. And yeah, it's things like this that I'm sure coach is, is furious about. <laughs> And that's pretty. Well, you can't take away from the from the the goal too, though. I mean, it was a an act of brilliance on him. You know, quick beating the man and then taking that very slim angle shot. Like, mm. it was just a, it was a really good, really good strike. Like, I thought it was going over the bar, but <laughs> it, it, hey, sometimes those those 
little acts of brilliance, you know, quick step over, get a little space. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. Yeah. Sometimes, right. It's, it's the goals that you least expect or <laughs> sometimes the ones that end up happening, but yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the, the player for Oakland roots was, I mean, that was an amazing play, right. We just, we just got to say it to even if, uh, we, we got to take our Republic Jersey off for a quick second there, but yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that player yeah. was, was, was good. And, you know, it's one of those things that I, I'm sure no one was expecting him to probably shoot. Right. Or if he did shoot, they were like, yeah, at least Felipe will actually block it. I mean, he's right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that ends up happening often. Right. Someone tries to pull a shot from that angle and you have so many players out back and it hits someone and it goes out to a corner kick. But yeah, in this case, I mean, not even Tomas. I mean, I, I don't even know if he would have been able to block it. I mean, it was a really strong shot that had he tried to block it. I don't know. He would, it would have just slipped his hand. <laughs> and I he felt would've... like they, they felt like they were confident on that side after the first goal too, like to even, to even attempt a shot like that, you know, uh, I felt like they, they saw something, they saw something, some weakness from our right side that they were like, yeah, we can probably exploit that somehow. Let's, let's go and test it out. And it just gave them, gave them, you know, free reign to, Hey, let's, let's try to whip one out from here. And, came up heads on there and they got a, you know, they got a goal. So it's a oh, nice yeah. goal. Very nice goal. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what, that's why they did that. Right. They saw that they were able to score the first goal on that side. They saw that we had deficiencies and they, they went for it. Right. It ended up mm-hmm. <laughs> working out for them. So that was halftime, right? Two, one, we were down. Uh, and then second half, uh, Really happy to see him back in action. Uh, Kamiwasa giving us a goal, which yeah. is first goal of the season. I'm glad it finally <laughs> came because, you know, you you need a goal, right? As a striker, you need to get that motivation to continue on and, and keep on scoring. And so we got his goal on the 60th minute too. And I got to give major props to Jordan McCrary, right? He's the one that like sets up the play, uh, pass it on to Cameron. And then Cameron brilliantly is like, you know what? Let me try a shot from outside of the box. Let's see what happens. And showing us that he has, you know, the right shot again. And I think it's been a while since we've seen a outside of the box shot by Cameron like that. And it's it's cool, right? Uh, what were you guys' thoughts on on the play? Yeah, I, I, I'm always I'm always a fan of taking the you know taking the shot from you know if you get a little space and uh iwasa uh, like i can't remember the last time he actually scored you know like he's he's a scoring machine and to feed you know to feed the machine you got to have goals so i like that that'll help in his confidence going forward in the season um he'll you know and we'll see if he can you know kind of keep it up i'm 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 happy for him big time happy for him so, so he actually scored a brace against the uh, Monarchs, right? The last friendly we had. And, and after that game, I was like, everyone, like, <laughs> hold up, right? We, we got Cameron back. He's, he's back in action, scoring two goals. Not, not in the league yet, but, you know, hey, two, two goals. And so it took him a couple of games, but, you know, he was injured uh, for one of those games. And he's, he's gone through, mm-hmm. like, some minor injuries here in uh, recent times, too. So, you know, g- glad he's back. Glad that. He's put those uh, minor injuries there in the past, and and you know he's delivered on on a really good goal. That I was I was really 
excited to to see there. What were your thoughts, Sharon? Yeah, it's funny because I think the fans went absolutely wild over this goal. You know, we love it when Derek scores, but you know, when Cameron Wassa, I mean, the one season where he had what 50 some odd goals mm. and when he met when he met when he met his milestone as more most goals scored for the Republic ever, right? Um, I forget what that number was in in 2019, but it was like, it was the best thing to see him do that again. You could just feel the whole stadium come alive. Cause he's like, you know, he's like that workhorse underappreciated, humble kind of guy, you, you know, and he just, he just keeps going. He's a Jaguar. He pounces on the opportunities and it was so sweet to see, you know, super experienced, um, Jordan McCrary, help him get set up because Jordan himself, I mean, the dude's a baller. I mean, he's always been that way. He's, you know, his passes are pretty much really accurate, just like Shannon Gomez. And, you know, it's kind of three guys going on national team duty. You could feel the hole that we, you know, left behind, but um, having Cam score just felt really good. The stands were, came alive. It was incredible, mm. spectacular feeling in the stands. It felt like we had, you know, 20,000 people there the way it was. <laughs> received his goal yeah i mean he he's the homegrown guy right the, the yeah. fan favorite we're always yeah. rooting for him he's always yeah I, I always like to say he's basically like the motivation for all of our youth players in the area right coming up mm-hmm. uh, from local soccer and and whatnot and showing everyone in the community like hey you can be here too you can uh, join mls right he had that brief stint which unfortunately he got injured and all those things happen, but fortunately for us, you know, he was able to come back and, and play for the Republic. But yeah, he's always an inspiration and his goals are definitely uh, something else. And and I, I could see why they did that, Sharon. I mean, people celebrate more when they know how much more special it means and how, how much more it brings to everyone. And, and knowing that and, and people know his family, right? His family comes out to games, like really supportive. Uh, people right and so it's it's fantastic to to see him uh get on the score sheet and uh hopefully the first of a lot this season too because i think yeah he, he, he always needs you know a goal to boost his confidence if we all recall from like last year he had that like uh, a couple of games that he just wasn't scoring and then he finally scored and then the other goals just came through after that and so uh Hopefully the the same happens and and we get to see him uh, at least topping the Republic and and most goals scored and giving Derek some competition because I think Derek needs a, <laughs> needs some competition now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So 60th minute and then <laughs> unfortunately the same story that happened earlier in the game. Uh, you know we we score a goal and then they just react to us real quick on the 66th. We saw Jeremy Bokilla actually uh give the roots the advantage again and again we see Hayden Sarges coming out and I thought he was actually gonna put some more pressure on the roots player but unfortunately I think he I think he took too much time thinking about what to do that he ended up not doing anything <laughs> and yeah he, he, he sorry uh, he seemed like he was caught ball watching for for a hot second uh-huh. there <laughs> And again, like I said before, I, I, Oakland had to have seen is like this is the same side. Like we're just we mm-hmm. we got to exploit this, you know, this this weaker side for some reason. And he just it didn't seem like he was comfortable. He kind of planted, yeah, and and just 
got beat on the break there. It was an easy throw pass. And he just kind of he was just left in no man's land. Like, so it's like, I, I don't know how to <laughs> how to coach that. Like, you know, to to see that you're getting beat all the time there. Uh, we we should have made some type of change or some type of, mm. you know, uh, you know, have him either play a little bit deeper so he can stop getting beat on the break like that. I'm not sure. Like, but it just Oakland took advantage of that side and. So yeah, and goals. you're absolutely right, Aaron. What's funny is last season, it seemed like Hayden was faster. Um, mm. This season, it, it seems like he's, uh, he's lost a step and he seems to be a little bit more tentative. And he's also, does he, is he not asking for help? You know, is he not telling his players that he, you know, that he needs a double cover? You know, because yeah. he's not, he's not asking for the, the second defender or is it the way we're, being coached, you know, are the, is, is it something that the coach is doing differently by not encouraging first defender, second defender? Those are the basic things, the tenets of defense. You know, if you see the, the dangerous player is the one with the ball, you have to have one, two. And then we see, um, it looked like Tucker bone had come, had dropped back to help Hayden. You see Tucker making a run, but who else is helping first defender, second defender. And if, if the team already knows that Hayden's going to get beat on a, on, you know, somebody's fast first step, then they need to help him. You know, they, they need to help pick that up. But again, it wasn't exploited as Aaron said in the goal prior that they scored that they exploited that side and they found the, the seam. They found the perfect seam in between our defense. Yes. Yeah. Said it before. Sometimes our defense is a little bit holy, and I don't mean in a church sense. You know, <laughs> it's like you know the 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 joke is you don't want to be able to drive a Mack truck through the defense. And in this case, we had some we had some holes that need to be we need to figure that one out. And then we also need to transition. I know we're going to get to this, but we need to our transition play needs to be a little bit stronger. Um, I was yeah. reading an article the other day about the pass back and the slow build out of the defensive third and out of the uh, central uh, third needs to not be a backward. It's like put the pressure up the top. The time you play a pass back situation is when you're in the attacking third, when you're in the attack, then you can start dinking around with the ball. But until then it's like, don't waste the time with the ball in the defensive third, unless you really need a break and your players are gassed then. Yeah, sure or if you need to switch the field of play, but do it quickly. You know, it's, it's, and I was reading that philosophy and I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I don't know if it was something that I read that Paul Buckle posted. <laughs> and by the way, Paul Buckle was at the game. He was hanging out with Kevin Nagel. Does that mean anything? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because Paul Buckle is, <laughs> is with the loyal, right? On this, that. Well, you know, or... he's helping, he's helping Hartford. Um, he's, he's kind of a, a, consultant once removed so he's not like Hmm. embedded anywhere really solid he's he's consulting so he's kind of like a freelance not really a technical director but he's helping consult so he's he's Hmm. back in um he's back in connect he goes back and forth to connecticut um and i don't know the last time he went and helped with san diego Uh, he's available if they need him kind of a thing because warren warren and paul have a good relationship so he's available if they need him for that. But right now, I don't know that they they need too much of him. But yeah, 
So it's, it's, it was, it was kind of cool to know that he was at the game last night. It was like, huh, that's kind of an interesting. So we'll see if he's at the game this Saturday, then that means even to me that sends, I don't know, even a different, more strong message, but then we've also had in the past, we've had former coaches or former, you know, people in the technical arena come back and, and hang out and watch a game, but yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll just leave that one there and and we'll see what what arrives from that. Maybe something does develop, right? And we're like, hey, Sharon said it first. She saw him. <laughs> yeah, we knew it. We called it here first. <laughs> yeah, heard it here. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on to the last goal of the match. Uh, this, I don't know about you guys. This is my goal of the season. I, you know, hopefully, you know, of course, we see some other amazing goal, but. Right now, if nothing changes, whatnot, I think this is my goal of the season. Definitely should be candidate for goal of the week for USL because it it was just amazing. I don't think I've ever seen him score a goal like this, but uh, minute in you know, a 67th minute there, uh, Jordan McCrary, you know, gets the ball. He like gets the chest on it. You know, he just shoots it once, you know, lets it uh, bounce once, shoots it. It's like the dream goal, right? To just get it and just shoot it. And we know he he tried it before, right? There was another play, which uh, I got to say, when uh, that happened as well, I thought he was going to score. And so I, I was really glad to see him actually score in this one because that other play was, it was just, it was so close. But what are you guys' thoughts on on this amazing goal by, by Jordan? I love the confidence. Uh, I love the confidence to chest it down, hit it the first time. Uh, I love the celebration. He was, <laughs> he was as if he just knew that, 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 yeah, this is what I, this is what I can do this is what I'm capable of. And I mean, to get your, your team back on the, you know, level. Yeah. It's time to take some risks, you know? So uh, go for it. He didn't feel like he needed to take an extra touch to get, uh, get in. Uh, it was just bring it down with the chest, take one bounce, drop it in. And, and yeah, that's, that quick play, catch him off guard. I love that. You know, let's switch the switch the play. Let's get it to the other side of the field uh, and, and take quick shots before give him. Don't give him time to react. You know, uh, it's it's it was beautiful. So did uh, did anybody notice the the nature of the technique of that shot? That was across the foot lace. Um, so mm. it had a, a backspin. It had a backwards English on it. So it, even if the keeper had touched it, it would still probably have gone in. Um, because of the way that he put the English on it. So that, I mean, that's why I say Jordan's a baller. I mean, he knows he's worked all the different uh, little fine techniques of how you touch the ball with your foot, you know, all of those little pieces and parts. And it was just, that was one of those most flawless executions of, you know, uh, uh, a cross body, almost right foot plant, you know, it's just where you sweep it and you, you, scuff it across the laces so you get that perfect english it's mm. just you you can't that's that's just incredible he's a baller love it <laughs> yeah and i'm really glad to see him back uh you know gave more minutes right at the beginning he was like in the bench and uh, you know he's he's such a great player that i, I think he he deserves to be in the starting 11 always and uh, and i know it's a competitive wing i've said it before but Man, I, I think he's he's made the merit already just out of this game to to stay in that starting eleven too. Um, and just to, as a quick uh, uh, notice too, I know at, at, towards the end of the game, right, we had more opportunities. Cam, oh, I thought that was going to be a goal, right, at the 
we all did and oh my gosh we all did there were a couple just like that that we were all like oh it's in and then it was like oh it but it rejuvenated the crowd having navi come in that was incredible watching navi play even though jordan was upset at being subbed i like navi i like (laughs) he's a his stride is unreal his stride and his strength in oh my goodness he's (laughs) I am looking forward to seeing more, even though he's on loan. Dude's great. I just like if that's the perfect sub for Jordan, you know, if you had to sub, if you had to sub Jordan out, Nobby's a big, big time. Nobby's big time. He's going somewhere. Cool. Well, yeah, now that we're talking about the the subs there, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, like, Nobby given sort of 12 minutes, but he gave us such a good game that play that we're just talking about right with Cameron having that uh header that should have been a goal I mean it was it was just lined up right for it to be a goal and and a Hollywood finish with Cameron scoring his uh, brace and and such a crazy game ending and us winning and whatnot but yeah that was such a good cross right like when I saw it I was like oh that's that's top-notch quality right there to pull across like that you know and yeah so I'm really looking forward so him giving more opportunities this season and I want to see him start a game, right? Because uh, I think he, he can deliver on, on a lot, but at the same time, of course, he got subbed out for Jordan, which uh, I mean, uh, on TV, we didn't see, you know, how, how Maddie must've been, but I can imagine that he must've really been because you, you tie the game, you want to keep going at it, but um, it's going to be a competitive uh, wing there too. So uh, I'm I'm stuck, right? Unless Nobby can adapt to being on the other side. <laughs> um, I I, I want to keep seeing Jordan uh, on the field too. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a a tough. What do you think about Nobby for um, uh, Hayden Sargis? You know, pull Hayden, put Nobby in as one of the three backs because obviously the coach is not going away from the three five <laughs> one. You know, whatever thing he's got going on. Um, you know, what about? Do you think Nobby has enough? wherewithal and height and strength to be one of the three backs. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one to, cause you're replacing a right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Navi, he's, he's a big guy, right? He's like six, six, three, something like that. Not small. He, yeah. 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 That's tough. I mean, I'd like to see it out there, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't see it. I feel like you can, you can experiment a little, right now in that position at least just to kind of tighten up things um you know in the back so i i i'm i'm i'd be all right with it you know yeah same i i think you know why not give him that opportunity i want to see him get more minutes and if this is the way he gets more minutes then try it out like you just said he's a tall guy Hey, I, I'm all about having a tall defender all back right it's never a bad idea like we we know with Mitch you get that confidence, right? Especially when you have those set plays. No one's going to try and do anything uh, uh, in a corner kick, right? Or they're going to try and just keep everything low and, and not high. So, yeah. And, that, that and Nobby's awesome. deceptively fast. Because of his long legs, mm. once he does two turnovers, he's covered the ground that <laughs> other people would take like 10 steps. Yeah. He's done mm. it in three, and he's fast. He takes those three steps. Those strides are huge. It's like... It, it was different it's watching him. He's way different than anybody out there. So it, it's going to be really 
cool to see him grow into whatever position they decide to use him in. I thought he did fine. He's fast. He trust me. He's 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 fast. He's deceptively fast. So. <laughs> yeah. So taking a look at uh, other subs, just to quickly uh, list them out here. Uh, minute fifty three, we saw Duke Lacroix coming in uh, for Chris Gloucester, which Aaron actually and I were talking about him uh, before we started recording. Right, Loney from uh, NYCFC. Also played with PSB at one point, which is, is really uh, amazing. And then we also got in the 69th minute, we had two subs. Andrew Wheeler Omunu came in for Jaime BRL. We're really glad, right, to see him back in the starting 11. Uh, thankfully, he wasn't injured. All good for this game. And then we also saw uh, Peter come in for Tucker Bone, which actually started off in this game. And I'm still more of a fan of. Tucker coming in as a bench player I think he's he's more that you know player that can just come in and make a difference from the bench I don't know what you guys think but hopefully he he goes back to that bench role because he he plays better there so I just I don't remember him too much in the game (laughs) (laughs) I mean he I'm, I'm sure yeah I'm sure he had you know a few touches but I don't remember too much of him you know I Honest truth, my focus really was a lot on Gloucester in the beginning and um and how well he was going to gel into this this roster coming from, you know, I mean coming on on loan. And like I said before the show, I've kind of been following this kid for for a minute cuz he's a US international, you know, prospect. Uh so coming from overseas um and not getting that much playtime in NY, I, I was happy to see him come to Sacramento. Like, yeah. Um we 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 do we do often well with our uh our loans we've done very well in the past like i was saying like adam yan tommy thompson like we've had um gleason all the you know we we had some really good loan spells and he came out and he looked like he was hungry he looked like he actually cuz he got into some some altercations in the beginning couple of <laughs> fouls couple of tackles which is good you know he got his foot in the game right he he didn't come out you know shy or timid he came out hungry and so i was like okay he he's he's here to help the team. He's here to get some play time. He's here to, you know, and going 53, maybe he's, you know, working up to full 90 or or maybe the coach saw something, but um they weren't going down his side. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they weren't they were they weren't going down his side. So I, I was I was happy with it. Yeah. Chris Chris was a bright spot. Chris, I I really appreciated his play. You could tell he had the MLS drive in him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, or, you know, the European, it, it hadn't been, you know, they come in and they, they're shiny, you know, and they're new and they're MLS and they have that rate. And it's like, just don't lose that. Don't forget it. You know, because USL, sometimes the speed of play isn't as good. You know, the quality isn't as, as good. I'm not bagging on our team. I'm not bagging, but it's true. Um, and so it's kind of like when we bring these, when we bring people like Chris and other loans in from MLS level training, they're shinier. They're, you know, they're flashy, they're faster, they're, mm-hmm. they see things quicker. And you saw, we saw that last night because he was right in front of us when we started, when the game started, he was playing right in front of us. And it was like, oh my God, who's this guy? This is good. This is really good soccer. <laughs> he's solid. He's in the right positions. Um, he's giving, he's giving good passes. He's not coughing them up. You know, he's not passing it into the defender. Um, so, you know, and it's, it, it was a, it was a bright spot for me. I will say that was a that was a a good addition, and yeah, fifty third minute getting subbed, you know it it is what it is. 
Um, who are the other subs? I know Pete came in for Tucker, I think it was, but I, I'm not certain that Pete made, I, I don't know the, what role he was sent in to play. I don't know if it was a one for one kind of a thing. Cause Tucker usually plays a little higher than Pete. Um, but yeah, Andrew was interesting bringing him in. He did a track back and kept a goal from being scored. Andrew, I don't know if you guys remember, I forget what minute it was. It was obviously after the 70th minute. Um, he was the only guy to catch a free run and run a, a guy had a whole field in front of him and Andrew caught him and, and didn't cause a foul, didn't do a penalty, nothing. Um, and was able to stymie the play and we were able to restart and not get scored on. So I don't remember what play that was, but Cheers to Andrew for being fast. I didn't realize he was fast and we were talking about it. Um, you know, the fans was like, oh my God, Andrew's fast. He caught the striker, you know, and the striker had 10 yards on him and Andrew was able to cross the field and get him. So that was, I thought that was a good sub. I don't know anybody else could have caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always need, need speedy players. And I think Shannon Gomez, right. Is another one of those players, right? Like super fast and, and whatnot, but. Of course, you know, we know he's on, on the good old national team duty. And uh, yeah, but cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move forward to our man of the match uh, for this game. And so we're going to go ahead and let you, Aaron, as our guest tonight, go first and give us your man of the match. Uh, okay. Uh, now I might be a little controversial with this, but I'm going to say Sargis. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say so. <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh, well, I'm interested in hearing the explanation on this one. You're out. <laughs> no, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Formella on this one. Um, beautiful opening goal. Um, he was solid all the way through. Uh, I didn't really see too much um, mistakes. It could have easily gone to Jordan, too, because he got us into some good uh, position. Um Got us some good free kick positions as well. Oh man, see, and, and now I'm thinking about the chances that Iwasa had too. It's that's a tough call. I, I feel like I got three men in the match. I'll give it to Formella though, because I, I I can't I I don't remember anything negative that I could say through the game uh, about his play. So he, he you know he he did well the whole whole way through. Yeah, you know, and I'm right I'm right behind you. If if I were to pick any one of those three, it would it, you know can we just pick three um, men in the match? And, you know, yes. I got to hand it to, I know, I know the defenders were kind of bagging on them because we got goals scored against us, but Mitch Tainer to go and have, you know, have a concussion protocol when he and Tyler Blackwood of the roots went head to head and mm. they both had to leave the game and have the concussion protocol and then come back into the game and still play hard. You know, I, I have to give props to him as well, you know, to Mitch for not just setting back um yeah i can't you you gotta love cam you gotta love um jordan and you gotta love Derek. last night those those guys were working hard yeah you know and there's unsung heroes in this game you know there's jaime there's luis felipe you know there's some unsung heroes that were quietly trying to do their job um but yeah when you see three goals scored against you it's kind of hard to pick anybody but the ones that we already picked yeah cool well uh yeah i i'm with you guys i I mean it's a hard selection for me too but i am actually going to give it to jordan mccrary 
because not only did he give us a spectacular goal, as you guys already hear me just like just <laughs> to talk and talk about that goal, um, but he had that opportunity before that goal, and uh, he also and eh, you might I might be pushing it too much, but I I want to just give him the assist and the Cameron was a goal, right? Even though Cameron <laughs> still had a, an extra touch and went on the ball, but I mean just the fact that he saw that there that. You know, he was pushing for the goal before he scored, and then he scored the goal. And now you, Sharon, telling us he, you know, got subbed out, and he was so mad, right? Because you could tell, right? He had that energy inside of him. He was like, come on, I, I could probably be the one to score that fourth goal because I've been trying so hard tonight. And, you know, to be one of those players that gives it their all, it doesn't matter if, you know, you are in a game where you score and then they score against you, and now you're down again and you're down again. Like, he still kept at it, right? Because other players, they might fall back, right? After seeing that you score and then they score on you, it could take a toll on you. And, and before you know it, you end up losing the game because, as we said earlier, right? You're you're maybe not mentally there because you're still thinking about that mistake you made. And so he wasn't there, right? He would just, you know, he, he wanted to win the game when we were losing. <laughs> and you always want more players like that. And he was uh, one of those players, um, in my opinion, in this match. So, cool. Well, let me go ahead and read to you guys then some of the post-game quotes. Uh, we'll quickly just comment on uh, what uh, some of the key players on the coach uh, said tonight. So, first, uh, Coach Briggs, uh, on his thought on, on the match, he said, I was really pleased with the fight, the attitude, and the mentality shown especially towards the end of the game where we were pushing to obviously get the equalizer and then pushing to get the winning goal, which we didn't quite achieve. But the number of opportunities we created and the attitude and the desire we showed was extremely pleasing. Now we've just got to limit our silly individual errors, and I think we'll be in a decent spot. So interesting (laughs) things that the coach had to say there with Especially that last part, right? Silly individual errors. I mean, yeah, I that's very telling. <laughs> yeah, this was for for the press conference, by the way, right? Keep in mind, right? I, I know <laughs> behind closed doors, I know it wasn't it wasn't silly individual errors, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be uh, <laughs> in the locker room when he was actually uh, talking about the match. But yeah, I mean, it's great that he. He, you know, still, you know, uh, credits the team, right? Because towards the end of the game, we did see, you know, the team trying to push towards that goal. And and it's one of those things that you want to see your team do, right? You're losing a game, you tie the game, keep pushing towards winning the game because, you know, it's it's on you. And maybe you should have won the game. You know that you really should have because some of the goals that the rivals scored, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to Oakland Roots, right? That goal we just talked about earlier amazing goal right like most players wouldn't have scored that Um, but the other two could have been preventable and so yeah what are you guys uh thoughts real quick on on what coach that say i agree with him i just agree with him silly little mistakes (laughs) yeah he wrapped it up very well yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um another player again my mind of the match jordan mccrary uh this is what he had to say and this is more in regards to this potentially being a derby game. So he said, uh, quote, so tonight was pretty much a derby. We just came out and tried to give everything. We had to stick to our tactics pretty much, move the ball and try to be as attack-minded as possible. First half, 
we gave up a few mistakes and on our end gave them a goal honestly but we were able to fight back and pull off a tie so again bringing back the errors that were made whatnot quick thoughts on on jordan yeah, I mean, look, if he, if he's looking at this like an instant, you know, rivalry game, um, that's I mean, that's that's fine. We're close enough. That's that's a good uh, <laughs> we, we can build it up like that each time. Um, I personally have always seen like the L.A.'s um, <laughs> even so much. I go as Phoenix, um, you know, but because Oakland's pretty new, right? They're relatively new, right? Can we still hate on them? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying, we were trying so hard to not hate on Oakland because they had like Jordan Farrell and his philosophy and the roots philosophy. But now it's a Darby. It's a Northern California Darby. And by the way, oh, we, okay. we call it Darby. Uh, that's how they call it in England. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's a Darby. I don't know why they pronounce it that way when it's Derby, like Kentucky Derby, but when you're talking <laughs> soccer, it's a Darby. So <laughs> so you know, now I'm now I'm as much as I love Emra Clemente and I, you know, really appreciate and respect, you know, Chris Mellonab and Tyler Blackwood and Jordan Farrell. I'm going to start hating on them. I mean, we they they danced on our on our you know on on our turf and they got three goals on us. It's like mm. okay, we are we're it's a throwdown. You know, they're the new Reno in my mind. Sorry. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh whoa. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean we. There were other reasons we hated Reno, but it's like, did you see that there? Did, could, did they ever pan over to the Oakland Roots supporters? Did the, the cameras mm. ever show you guys the Oakland Roots supporters? I, not on my feed. No. Yeah. What? No, I don't you recall seeing see, them. You didn't hear them. They had mm. a huge section full of supporters. They were loud. They oh. were obnoxious, and my sister was like knocking me in the arm, going, "Those are the Roots supporters over there." And it's like, oh my god, there. It's a huge crowd. So how they ever got mm. that many tickets and so if it's going to be anything like, like uh, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how the Tower Bridge Battalion goes up against the, I forget what the Roots called themselves. There's a name now that they call themselves. Anybody have it? Radical right? Roots, I think. Radical Roots. Yeah. yeah. Radical Roots. Radical, okay. <laughs> Radicals. Yeah. So, oh. so this is, this is going to be, uh, I, I didn't want to hate on them. But, you know, hey, they're my crosstown rivalry now across, you know, Northern California over the Coast Range rivalry kind of thing, you know? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's go for it. Come on, new Reno. We, we need a new Reno. So, yeah, yeah. They, they, and in this game, they, they gained that rivalry. I, I, and I, I'm, I'm really glad of that, right? Because we, we want to see rival, <laughs> rivalries <laughs> like that. Um, and then one last quote here, speaking on topic of this new potential rivalry, Kamiwasa uh, saying, well, yeah, I mean, obviously it was a bit of a trippy match. There's some hard fouls. There was some stuff off the ball here and there. So that factors in as well. I think they're a good side. And we obviously think of ourselves as a good side. So anytime you get two teams that are quality teams playing against each other, it's going to create some friction. And the fact that they're, you know, close to us gives a little extra for the fans. So the fans go more into it. And then on top of that, the fact that we're going to see him for, you know, four times total three more times this year that just it all just kind of stacks up into it you know possibly turn it into something special so yeah very very well said uh we're gonna see him three more times and i I, like i said right i'm looking forward to that first game against them in oakland because after this game and after realizing some of the mistakes that were made 
if we change things around, I have no doubt that we can get the three points in Oakland and pay back for this, you know, tie this game that should have been three points for us. It took away two points from us. And now let's let's give him a loss, right? Yeah. To, quote, to quote an old person's phrase, we're going to take the kid gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it'll be a completely different team, in my opinion, I, I think, right? Like, I, I, I don't see Hayden Sargent starting that match. I mean, you know, they, they kind of already had him already targeted. They, they knew that, you know, they... They could go on uh, through his side. So I, I know coach is going to plan that game a lot different. And heck, you know, may, maybe we're actually, I mean, we're going to take them seriously now. Right, Sharon? I, and I <laughs> got a backtrack, right? When I was saying like, yeah, just put a bunch of like just sub players you, and, and whatnot. You so jinxed us. You so jinxed us. <laughs> so I teased Luis on our last pod because he was like, you know, it's a Wednesday game. And I said, you're making it sound like it's a, a U.S. Open Cup first round match against some low level NPSL team or whatever you want to call it. And he goes, well, yeah, you got to give, you know, the guys that normally don't start, you got to give them time. And it's like, oh my God, it's a throwdown. You basically just disrespected Oakland Roots. So if anybody heard that podcast, they were like pissed off thinking that, you know, we didn't respect them very much. Thanks, Lise. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, don't, then, don't go and underestimating anybody, I feel. Like, <laughs> hey, bring your A game every single time, a Wednesday game, a Saturday game. <laughs> Uh, old club, a new club. Bring it every single time is what I feel. And Man. Luis just killed me. He killed me. If you listen to the, the <laughs> to the podcast of his, <laughs> I gave him so much crap. It was, but he deserved it, right, Luis? You deserved it. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I but I, I gotta say, right? I, I guess maybe it was thanks to me that the new rivalry was born, and so <laughs> maybe it's good. <laughs> Fans are gonna be more passionate. You know, we're going to celebrate the goals even more. So maybe <laughs> maybe something good came out of that, too. And, yeah, and you, you know, it's, uh, yeah, maybe maybe if I bash against ourselves, maybe we, they, they prove me different, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I, I, I would never do that. But <laughs> so speaking of bashing, I hope we come out guns blazing against Orange County this weekend. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Especially because, you know, they, they beat us at their home turf, which... Tends to be, you know, a, a place where we tend to get wins, right? Or we tend to have pretty good games. And it was unfortunate, but again, it, it is OC. And uh, with this next game we're playing against them, you know, hopefully it, it turns out to be better. And, you know, if we recall the last home game against them uh, last season. Um, only game I think we had against them um, th- throughout the season, right? Like it, it was a Back and forth game, right? We had a comeback. I believe it ended 2-1, and it, it was a really interesting matchup. So <laughs> I hope we're concentrated for this one. We all know what happened last Saturday against Rising, and uh, if we make the same mistakes, then we might be seeing a similar game. And so I know Coach learned a lot from that game, and so should be a really interesting one. And it, it's unfortunate that we can't have Rafa back because I, I think if, if Rafa was in a national team duty, he probably would be starting this match. Uh, but on the flip side, hopefully Tomas, you know, learn from his mistake because OC is going to be attacking, attacking, attacking. And so defenders need to be on point. We need to review those videos from, you know, this last game, from the Phoenix game, review them as much as you can because 
we can't make those same mistakes because we're going to end up having a similar game, if not worse, right? Because as we said last Saturday, it could have been 3-1, 4-1, and you don't want to be in that situation. And if no. we are in that situation against those teams, it's going to be a little harder to come back, right? Because they, they don't give as many opportunities as maybe we had yeah. uh, the, in this past game where, you know, Oakland gave room to some opportunities. So, yeah. yeah. And I'd be curious to see, Aaron, what changes would you make in the lineup for this Saturday? If you were to, if you were, could do it, what, what changes would you make? Um, well, me personally, um, I would actually like to see, and this is just a, a dream. I like to see the younger talent get out there. So I know we have um, some Academy kids that get like five minutes at the end of each match type of situation uh that i'd like to see uh get in there sargis let's probably let's probably put him in in the second half if anything um and then maybe play around with the formation um actually against against orange county because they're like one and two i think like we're their only win they're they're not like the the craziest to strongest side, but I, I can still go in with like a four, four, two. I like to see, uh, I like to see two strikers up top always. So if we keep, um, if we keep everything, maybe just change Sergeant and then get some of the younger talent out there earlier. I'm, I'd, I'd be cool with that. I like experiments, especially in the beginning of the season. I mean, we've got all these home games lined up and stuff like that. Let's get the fans out there and show them what we can do. Out, you know, some of the things that we can do. So, where are we at? We're sitting like fourth on the table right now. Yeah, we're sitting fourth on the table right now. Uh, we do have five games and other teams, you know, do have only three games. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, a setback there of, of two games. And I mean, we, we got Tacoma Defiance with three games and they're on third place. <laughs> so we have to step it up, right? Because it's we all know it's going to be a competitive West Western Conference. And, you know, th- these are the games, right? Against Oakland, against these other teams that you would assume that we would have the three points. And then throughout the game, you knew that you could have gotten the three points and you know, you, you, you have to be strong at home, right? Because if you're not strong at home, it's going to be that much tougher to win away. And we know this season already, it's been not as easy to get those away wins. Right. I mean, we pulled a away win against Los Dos, but other than that, you know, it's, it's not that, (laughs) that easy. And and then we had this uh, three home game, a stretch and so you got to get the three points on saturday i mean if you don't you're going to be in a tough position right having to get some away games uh some wins uh all these uh away places and it's not easy i say we just keep playing las vegas until we you know we <laughs> sorry you know I'm oh kidding. yeah poor, poor las vegas right 15 <laughs> goals against Three, three goals scored. I mean, four games played, zero points. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah, they get for for not keeping Emma around. Now that Emma's with uh, the Roots, that's going to even be a tougher opponent for us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be something else. So, uh, yeah, so this game uh, on Saturday, eight p.m. start time. Right, we're going back to the eight p.m. Uh, times as you guys saw um, in the game yesterday, and it's great, right? I mean. The weather starts to get warmer. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to the stadium, you don't want to be out there when it's uh, super hot. Uh, granted, it's not going to be as bad this Saturday, so 
great great weather again i think it should be like uh, last saturday as well and so yeah no excuses should be enjoyable environment let's let's give it our own yep everybody's got to get out there and cheer yeah and and then once again uh we're going to be out there at the game aaron are you going to the game or no i got a show oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah i got it unfortunately i got a show cool well hey hey, if we ever uh get to see you at a game and definitely join in on our uh lives that we do there i'd be it'd be great to have you on there um, I definitely I'm, I'm gonna hit you guys up for sure because like I like I said before we we got on the podcast the the guys on my podcast they've never been to a soccer game and they know I rant and rave all the time about it like so much so that I'll watch it while we're recording sometimes you know because <laughs> it's at the same time so when I heard that they had never been to one I was like yeah I'm taking all of you guys so I just have to find the time they're all free too. And then we're going to do a, a, a big uh, podcast trip to where we're going to go out there and I'm going to, sh- you know, show them to their first uh, game, which I'm I'm crazy excited for. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great goal. Oh. You know, oh. you ought to reach out to um, Todd Donovan, uh, the manager, because he has a soft spot for, you know, things like that when, you know, you're doing a special thing um, like what you just mentioned reach out to Todd and see if he can't come through and give, you know, like a, a sweet little, I don't know, treatment for y'all. He's, he's a, he's a good GM. Oh yeah. I might have to do that then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Todd. Yeah. He's, he's really great. And I'm glad, you know, he, he was given this new role and, and of course MLS player, right. We all know him. He was with the galaxy, right. When Beckham was there. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's full of so much, amazing knowledge and, and whatnot and you know that's that's really great that you're doing that I, i've taken some people that um also weren't really soccer fans and then they go and they have a blast and so um same goes to all the listeners out there by the way like if you know someone who maybe isn't too much into sports or maybe they, they've been to a game here and there and i'm not talking sacramento game but you know some other team and whatnot take them to a republic game after june 15th it's going to be all you know, open access. Anyone can go out there, get a ticket. So no excuses, right? You'll, everyone will be able to find tickets. And so uh, just, you know, get more people out to games, you know, let, let's get this environment going on in the stadium because we, we want to put pressure right to all of our away rivals, especially if you can actually be at a seat and, and, you know, make sure that we make our home what it has been other years where it's so loud that the players can't hear each other and, yeah. Play Star Advantage, right? We're super loud. <laughs> cool. Well, that about wraps it up for tonight. Uh, thank you so much, Aaron, again for joining us. And of course, you're invited to any future episode uh, that we have. Thanks for having me, man. This was a blast. I, I, like I said, with with my guys, we rarely get to talk sports. So it, <laughs> it was a blast to, to sit and actually talk about the Republic for an hour. Awesome. And and thank you, Sharon, for joining us. I know we're, we're recording this a little bit later tonight, but, you know, of course, we, we were going to wait for you to hop on because we, we want to have uh, the team here with us. Uh, unfortunately, Michael couldn't join us today, too, but hopefully he'll join us in uh, on a future podcast. Uh, he, he's been pretty busy as of late, but really wants to be on and, and we're, we're going to make it work um, yeah. sometime. So. Yeah, thanks, Luis. And wonderful to meet you, Aaron. Uh, yeah, wonderful to meet you. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you in person. And Luis, always thank you for being the backbone of what we do. Cool. Hey, 
I couldn't do it without you and, and Michael's support too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to everyone for listening to us tonight. Again, we will see you at the stadium on Saturday if you're going. If you're not going, tune in on our socials to our live shows to get a feel for the stadium before you actually attend later in the month. Have a good night, everyone, and we'll catch you next time here on State of the Republic podcast.